Welcome to Bold Conscious Connections. My name is Raju Panjwani and I'm a certified leadership coach. And I'm Trisha Ramos, a certified high performance coach. Together, we help business leaders redefine success on their terms to create more space and energy so that they live impactful lives. Everyone wants to be seen, heard, and understood. So at a deeper level, we know that the collective consciousness is important to raise in this world. And leaders who are influencers can make that difference. We, in our coaching programs, teach people how to focus on the interconnectedness, heart-centeredness, and growth from within. And this is what this podcast will be about. So stay tuned and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Talk to you very soon. Our guest today is Dr. Claudia Harris, who is the co-founder of beautifulblog.org, a virtual support for all women and now men too on the journey to deepening awareness of the self. The daily prayer calls that she hosts support active participation in Beautiful Blog's mission to serve through encouragement and sharing. She is a spiritual strategist for those looking for support and accountability, including spirit with physical living under grace in perfect ways. She is a serial entrepreneur and is a promoter of dreams. And with, without further ado, let's get into our episode with Claudia. We are so excited for today's episode as we welcome Dr. Claudia Harris. Many of you who follow us might have met her, seen her during our Bold Conscious Leaders Summit last month. And so we're excited to be able to have her join us on today's episode of our podcast, Bold Conscious Connections. Welcome, Dr. Harris. I know I've just got to know you over the past year or so right after uh, Trisha and I started this business together. And my encounter was with you first while we were in India. So, and getting to know you over the daily prayer calls and here we are. It's just such a joy to have you here. It's a joy to be here. Welcome. Before we get started, uh, Claudia, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself to our audience who maybe um, did not get a chance to uh, see the summit. Um, if you could just share a few few things about yourself um, to introduce yourself to our audience. Of course, of course. Good afternoon, good day. I'm not sure where you are in the time zone. Good night. My name is Dr. Claudia Harris. I am so elated to be here with you all. I have an immense background in so many things: psychology, biochemistry public health, community education, health promotion, and disease um, prevention. I am very passionate about living your life in the moment of now because that's where all of the power comes from. And in that understanding, moving from the space of your heart because the heart, by God's design, is the leadership. That's your lead, that's your lead zone the heart. And so I take that information that I got and how I put it in my life and how I see it unfolding so bountifully. So many different opportunities come to me, come through this type of thing. I said, you have to share it, right? So then I make that 
a part of how I talk with other people when they allow me to. If they're in the space of receiving, then I give to them the benefit of my experience, the benefit of stories passed on, the benefit of old wisdom way before me to share, to support our journey, even though we're in different places on the globe, different places in our life, different seasons even with our life and the trajectory where we'd like to go, where we've been. It's all applicable. It all pertains to doing your best in this moment right now, the most powerful moment that you have, using the tools that you have that are innately within you. So you don't have to go and grab up all these wonderful, nice things outside of yourself, but not the crucial, essential portions, because that's within. And I support and affirm messages that help me and help other people make that connection so that the walk through their experience is a lot more easeful apart from being so strenuous and taxing out the body. So nutshell what I do. Is that is that good? Yeah, that's great. And this is just if you're listening, yes, we are just getting started. So, (laughs) you know, I want to begin with this question. I first started joining the beautiful blog Prayer Calls, which you'll tell us more about, I'm sure. But I first started joining in 2019, right when I decided to pretty much transform my life inside out. (laughs) Pretty much like, yeah, do all this stuff with my life at that time. And one of the words that I remember I began 2019 with, a word that I chose to help guide me on that journey was bold. And this is a word I often hear you use on the prayer call daily, if not multiple times, you know, um, per call. So, you know, what does what does bold mean to you? And why is that important today? Bold to me is the action that you take after you see yourself being courageous or acting with courage. Bold is that action that comes from moving with courage, allowing courage to be the space that you stand and stay in because that courage is coming from the heart space, not the head, because the head will tell you all the reasons why it's an absolute don't do it. You know better. Mm. Uh, Did you see him? Didn't you see what happened to her? What are you getting ready to do? Don't do it. So (laughs) courage is the spot inside of this awesome heart that's meant to lead that says, look, This is what you'd like. We can do this. And bold is taking action on that heart. It's directive to the head. And then you take your body and you take this awesome brain that's meant to be led by the heart and you Mm. create this action. And to me, that's what bold is. Mm. Wow. You know, I was going to even go back and say, what is the genesis of this work that you decided to do? Um, is this something you chose? Is this something that came from within you since you're heart led? And we, we heard you in the summit, of course, publicly lead our open, open our sessions every single day. Uh, so I got a sense of that even more than I normally do every, every once in a while that I attend the calls, but tell us the Genesis and, and then maybe, and maybe part two of that is what is the mission that somebody, someone listening here could really understand that this is, this is Dr. Harris's mission and, and why? Okay, so what brought me into this space of doing, uh, what Tisha and Raj, you were referring to is the beautifulblog.org. Now, I've partnered with 
uh, my partner, Andrea Ganella, and we have this thing called Beautiful Blog. Beautiful Blog was birthed by the need to meet a deficit in mm. the seeing how women interact with women, how we're not automatically set up to do this, right? When I say, do, when I'm showing you this, it means to come together, right? Exactly what I'm showing you is exactly what I would like you to get from that. The coming together, the working together, the collaborating. Now that's not just women. However, that's what we saw because we, I am a woman and she too is a woman. So we went from where we stood, right? Now, as we continued, we saw that this is applicable to all, clearly it's applicable to all, but because women have such a heavy role in the lifting mm. of society, it makes sense, makes sense to us that we meet the need at its root, opposed to just at the leaves with nice trees, nice flowers. We go down into the soil and start touching and nurturing and tending to the roots so that the little girls can grow up better. The little boys will grow up in a better space of being firm and being allowing to their expansiveness, their increase, their ability to increase, moving from a hard space, not moving from the hurts, not moving from the fears, not moving from societies. You do this, you do that. You can't do this. You, you're good, but you know what? You'll do better over here because we see your type and your type excels. We're saying, no, 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 that's good. That what they're telling us not, we're not saying no, we're saying hold room for some other things that you came into the world with to take form and then make your own decision based on your heart and how you can then benefit from the gifts that you have cultivating them. And that might take you in the direction that they were telling you, or it might take you someplace else. And then you use that together to formulate something that's needful to the all opposed to just staying in the status quo and, uh, reneging on who you are, maybe not intentionally, but definitely that's what the act is. So it came from meeting, choosing to be responsible and be the change you would like to see, right? Starting from a say, so I can, I can uplift me in this way. I can support you in this way and we can support others just like that too. Mm -hmm. So beautiful blog came from that space. Now, before that <laughs> came into place, I, was um, I was led to be supportive and to share my gifts. I have a couple of gifts. Some people are comfortable with, some people are not. I have the ability to be in communication with unseen beings. I call them folks. People call them spirits. Uh, people call them all types of things. Me, I call them folks because it's a multitude of beings at any given time and from different energetic spaces and places. And I've gotten really good with navigating, holding space for, you know, with the love of God, in God's love, not being afraid because God made all, one God made all things, no matter what we call God. I'm in that, that's my school of thought. So I've been this way my whole life. <laughs> so wow. Decades, decades, upon decades. And it, was, it became very pronounced when I was in elementary school and I had a fit. I had a tantrum, you know, a child's way. <laughs> I wasn't getting results. I, my family had me in church. You know, we'd go to church. Uh, Christian was our, is, our, is our base. And so they'd have us in church every Sunday. We'd have activities on Saturday, sometimes during the week, you know, girls-friendly society, you know, different types of things. And 
I was praying to God for whatever it was I was praying for, and I wasn't getting any results. I wasn't getting any answer prayer. I was like, what's happening? What's going on? I was very unhappy. I was having tantrum. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray to, I'm gonna pray to the devil the way I pray to God. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and so, in my definite pursuit to get my prayer answered, I did just that. Well, it was all wonderful. <laughs> it didn't last very long in case anyone's like how long did she do that hmm. hey, don't worry it didn't get past a week i don't think <laughs> the, let me get let me get to this story right so here i am in my bed and there's some images on my wall now my room is dark because my parents don't play nightlight when i was growing up they, it's time for bed they cuff the lights they close the door good night claudia good night mom good night dad that's it so now i have things on my wall there's not supposed to be anything on my wall I mean, there's a there's a hallway light but uh, what's this business on my wall? I had this super huge Winnie the Pooh that my dad had won for me. It's for massive. Like, I think it stood like five feet tall. And I have it <laughs> at the corner of my bed. So now I'm holding on to my poo and peeking out. The, <laughs> the wall is right here. The bear is here. I am here. I'm peeking over the poo. It's like, what is that? And I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And the thing has horns. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been calling for his Lucifer and maybe that's him. I'm like, no, it's not. So I close my eyes and I open and the, the, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I get out of my bed. And so she gets up and she sees it too. So she calls my grandmother, the prayer warrior of the family. So she calls my Nana and my Nana's like, what did you do? And I told her, I told my Nana everything that I did. And she's like, okay. This is what we're going to do. So my mother and my grandmother put down one praying. They got the holy, my mother got the holy water. Because my grandmother used to go to the grotto over in the Bronx. I'm giving you a whole lot of story, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) My grandmother used to go to the grotto over in the Bronx and uh, get this holy water. And so my mama, of course, has her grandma, you know, her mother's daughter. She would have it. And so she had it. She brought it upstairs and she, you know, blessed my room. And they were saying, the, uh, the what was it? Lord's my shepherd, the Lord's my shepherd. And they were saying, they said, our father, they were saying, then they were saying some other stuff. And then my grandmother was praying because they all have on my, on my mother's mother's side, they all have these gifts. Mm-hmm. And my mother's, my grandmother's father, he would like stop and talk with these unseen beings and he would have to stop and talk with them and go, you know, go about this. All my, all my nannies are sisters all had some type of gifts. All the all the brothers had some type of whether they spoke on used it, they all had something. And then later on I found out that on my dad's side, they too have gifts. But you know, it depends on how you're comfortable with it and what you're told about it, on how you move. Me being who I am, <laughs> just go with like, oh, that's it. This is what it's gonna be. And so this is what it's gonna be. And you know, so then I got my I got the brakes put on me when, you know. Mr. Man came to check me out since I was I, everything I was everything I was doing for for God I would have just just change it just whoop. let me tell you if you're a child teenager thinking that this is the way let me let me help you don't do it <laughs> because it's real and you don't really want all that you don't really want all that and that's not really what you're into so we got that done and then the next day oh I left that one part so before I got the visit on my wall. This lady had come and dropped some black roses mm. in front of my, in front of my path as I was walking through to go to school, and I saw them. I didn't think anything of it. I said, "Oh, that's nice, black roses." And I stepped right over them, 
friends. She stood on the side, and I just passed. Never, and I told my grandmother what happened. And so, you know, she, my grandmother is awesome. And she's deceased. God, rest your, bless you, my, she's, you know, spirits they say, but, you know, rest in peace for the human beings that don't get that. So, so she's always around. And that's what happened. So three days after that, your girl was cured. I never went that way ever, ever, ever again in life. But I respect, I respect the power that they have. I expect, I respect the energy. And if you know, I, I respect that and it's all wonderful, but I don't, I don't go that route. So, <laughs> and then that's what teamed me up for the strong, all the time, ever present, ever hearing and seeing that I call the folks because they'll come in and out. They'll be waved. Sometimes um, entities I'm familiar with, sometimes they're not, sometimes they're straight higher higher light beings like archangels it's all different types all forming because of god's love and the direction Mm -hmm. so it's been very interesting it's been such a warming and full experience Um, i have been lifted in so many spaces and places because of obedience listening to Mm -hmm. my intuitive leads i get that i might even think sometimes i get a cheat sheet because other people are not tuned in to listen Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just do X, Y, Z. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, how come it has, I've been here for the duration. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, ah, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I hope that answers the question. Yes, it does. Uh, the, the, related to why I was asking that is, you know, I know that you have that gift. Do, do other perhaps people listening and do we as humans have those gifts or we just because we choose not to pay attention to that or is it this or is there a way to tap into that for ourselves? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have it. Everyone has the ability. Everyone has it on them as we speak. You have a guardian angel that was assigned to you. Hmm. Never going to leave you until you pass from this flesh into your next uh, station. Hmm. Whatever that's going to be you you have the ancestors i call them that come around to say hi to support you or just to stand in the space to fill the space to help harmonize your energy sometimes to help still you sometimes to help bring you to awareness um you have parts within your non-human essential cells in case you're what you're talking about i'm talking about Mm -hmm. i'm talking about your spirit's your spirit person that allows you to do this life as a human with the flesh and the brain and the, you know, tongue, teeth, blood, you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have places inside of yourself that are marked as I am spaces. That's how I refer to them. They're marked. It's it's like an artist's signature on the artist piece. Mm. We're made and made the likeness of God. And there are stamps that are stamped on us within us that are God. I am stamps. Those I am stamps, every human being has the right to refuse them, as in, I don't deal with that, as in, I, I ignore God, I don't, I don't believe in God like that, I don't interact, or to incorporate them in how you move, as in, I agree that there is something higher than me, bigger than me, that supports me. And then if you believe that, right, that's the belief, that's, from, that's in the heart, and then that transfers over into the head, right, the brain. Spiritually speaking, we call it the mind. Yeah. And so you'll hear me sometimes refer to your right mind. And that's incorporating three hmm. parts of your brain, right? So if you take a part, only two parts of the brain. <laughs> 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 I 
There's different lobes that do different things. Biologically, yes, you're absolutely correct. Spiritually, uh, no, not exactly. There are three parts. <laughs> it is your subconscious, your conscious, and your superconscious. That superconscious is earmarked as one of the states I refer to as your I am, as an I am stamp there. There's also an I am stamp at the back of your skull in that little depression. When you go to the base of it, there's a little depression there. That's an I am spot also. It's also known as a, I call it a download center where you get your messages directly. Sometimes it seems like you're, you're there, you're present in this moment, but you're not really, you can hear people, you can see with your left and right eyeball, but you're not there. You realize something's going on and you don't really know what, but you know something's happening. Hmm. It's nothing alarming because you don't get spooked, you don't get scared, you don't get anxious and start you know, doing all types of weird and call 911. You're just in that space. These are downloads uh, that you're receiving from God because, of, because you are a part of a larger network all put together by the hand that made all. So um, we all have the ability. Now, whether we're comfortable with it, whether we believe it's evil, because sometimes you're like, oh, that's evil. You speak the spirits, it's demonic. Oh my goodness, we have to pray for you. And I believe you should pray for me. You definitely should pray for me. I always welcome prayer. Thank you very much. I will take it. Um, <laughs> uh, but God has me. And there's only one only, there's only one source. And when you start to evolve, right, it's about maturation. So I never put my, my personal growth spaces on anyone else because we all have our own journey that we're walking. So it would make perfect natural sense to me. It might be so extremely far-fetched and out of bounds for another. So out of respect for our free will choices, I stay in my space and I allow people to come to me as they will. And I give them what I can based on where they are, never more than what they're able to hold, but never less than what they're willing to receive. I hope that makes sense. Wow, very yeah. powerful. Having had first-hand experience with this, yes. Meeting, <laughs> meeting people where they're at. So... You know, if someone's listening that wants to perhaps cultivate their gifts, what practices would you uh, recommend or suggest for someone who would be interested in doing that and who wants to get more in the space of allowing to experience what you're talking about? Well, I think that a nice place to always begin is to listen. Uh, to yourself. Now, I say that with cautionary hands. Like, I have a whole bunch of, I hear the, the folks are like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what do you mean? Let's be real clear. I do not mean for you to just think my way is just my way and it's my example, it's my truth. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying listen. Listen to this small voice listen to however you term it your gut listen to uh i don't know what that is whatever you whatever if you've called it because i'm not a lot of people say, i don't know what that is so listen to that i don't know what that is <laughs> it's a little funny for me to say it uh because i know what it is <laughs> uh, listen to <laughs> listen to that small voice my gut that i don't know what it is but i just listen to that more just mm. listen even if you don't make a move on it, listen, because you need to get in the habit of hearing. Mm -hmm. If you're based on this habit of, you can't, what is that? I didn't, 
know what that is. Uh, and then you come to find that like we all do. I should have listened. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I should have followed my mind. Oh, not about, about following your mind. Okay, okay. But really, it's, it's the intuitive lead that you get that's coming directly to you by the one that made you. That might be a lot to listen to. That might be like, what? With you until you said that. Okay, okay, okay. So then if that's too much, then I would suggest an activity that I bring everybody to when I see that they're looking for what they're looking for by right that's theirs, but their humanness gets in the way and interferes. I send people to the mirror. So here's here's the activity. I'm going to go slow in case anybody wants to write it down. I'll go slow for you. It's called the mirror exercise, right? What I'm going to ask that you do is just take time and get to a, a, a real mirror. And then I know on the smartphones, you guys have mirrors and you could use that uh, too. That's not a problem. You get to the mirror and you get in the mirror so that you can see your eyes and then you can see the people. You want to see your eyes looking at you. You want to see your iris. You want to see the pupil. If you can't see the pupil, you're not in the right space, okay? So this is how you know if you're doing it right. Once you can see your pupil, now you just want to stare at yourself. Like, you don't have anything better to do. This is, <laughs> this is the exercise. I'm very serious about this. And you're going to keep looking at yourself. And you're going to, it's, at first, for some of us, it's grossly uncomfortable. And you want to turn away, and you want to blink, and you want to do this all of a sudden, and you, the nose wants to run. All kinds of stuff might start happening. Bones might start ringing. I'm going to challenge you to stay there. You don't have to do anything else. Mm. You're going to do it one time a day, just once a day. And until you're even with looking at yourself, it's not an issue. But what you're going to come to find out is that as you're doing this exercise, you're going to start understanding somebody's trying to talk to you. You're going to start to hear the, I don't know what that is. You're going to start to hear a small voice, you're going to start to hear your gut. And it's going to come from the heart space because of the fact that you're now seeking. Because when I say, when you're at that mirror looking at your pupils, not just your face, oh, I have a blemish, oh, I have my hairline, what's going on with my hairline? Oh, my eyebrows are so good. <laughs> I, you know, like, I'm not sending you there for that. I'm sending you there to get here, to get squared up with this. Can you speak to it for yeah. people listening and yeah. they don't have the video? Oh, yes. So the this that I just said, I read, I rubbed my index finger <coughs> or between my eyebrows. I'm talking about the third eye. That's what I'm speaking right. about because that's a portion how we see clearly. We see clearly with three eyes. I know that might sound like I'm trying to say that we're some type of cyclops derivative. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that. We have three eyes by which we are seeing. You have the you have your natural left right eyeball, and then you have your spiritual one centered eye. And together, the three make for vision that's thorough. Mm. So you're incorporating your physical element, which is your body, right? How you dress, what you're cleaning up, right? Your physical form and your non-seen portions, right? So that takes in your spiritual being. That takes in your electrical body. That takes in your electrical portals, i.e. chakras. That takes in 
all the unseens that go into making you you in this human form that you present as because you're not just what you present as in this human vessel mm -hmm. right in this racial or ethnic group or in this religious standing you are more than that right you are more than that you are a whole being so this exercise says you're doing actually a knocking to your inner self saying I'm ready to um, incorporate you in my everyday experience. I'm ready to, because they want to make sure you're sure, because nobody wants to go around scaring themselves half to death, right? You don't want to go, oh, I don't want to in the mirror. Oh, you know, nobody wants you to do that. So it's intentional. <laughs> right. So it'll take time. Because are, is she sure? Is he sure? You know, because last time they ran away when we was, were talking too much and they ran away. Is he sure? So you have to show up in that way, showing that you're persistent, showing that you're dedicated. I would like to get to know me more. I'd like to get to reach out to my spiritual portion more so I can live this life with greater ease and less angst. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we are, we are just sitting here. Um, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, you could see our expression, but if you're listening and you can't see me, Raju, we're just trying to control ourselves because we talk about this all the time. You know, I'll call him up or I'll see him at some point in the day and I'll say to him, it was knocking again this morning. So like every morning I wake up and there's knocking. And, you know, so we have these these conversations with each other um, quite a bit. So we're both just trying to contain ourselves. Um, <laughs> so I think that another word you use and I've heard this word forever, but when you use it, it re it really resonates in such a way that it's so simple. And these words are so simple. But can you speak to it? Because you just said it a few minutes ago. Can you speak to the word thorough? You know, you, you used it when you were talking about the third eye. So can you speak to that word thorough and how it relates to, let's say, how I've heard you use it with me has to do with pain relief, releasing, letting go. Um, can you speak to that? Of course. There's two things that we're good at as human beings. Some people will admit to it and some of us will refuse it, but I care less what the position is. I know what is what is. We hoard what we do, humans. Not talking about spiritual beings, I'm talking about our humanness affords us the luxury of an illusion that we need to amass as much as we can and hold it, hoard it, and then regulate it closely and then pick from it sparingly mm. while amassing and making sure that we are very, very meticulous in keeping up with how much has gone out and how much we need to put back in. What? What? So we get this way of being blindsided. We get these blinders on that narrows, 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 narrows your vision so you can barely see all the other things around you. You take out your peripheral vision, you take it out. I don't need peripheral. Okay, put my glasses on. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Take away your peripheral sight. Who needs that? I'm just going to 
narrow and I'm going to just zone in. I'm just going to kill it, kill it, kill it. Oh, 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 oh. Kill it. We want to be vastly observant to see all the multitude of blessings, the bounty of options before you. But if you're busy hoarding, you don't understand all the things that you're missing out on because you're just locked and loaded on this one little piece right here. And then you build the dynamic life you're going to build on this sliver mm-hmm. when you have all this other stuff available that you can incorporate into your experience. Mm. Sorrowness says, I'm going to be in the space of grandeur and opulence has afforded me. I'm going to at all this stuff and subjective says, no, no, I'm going to stay right here with this little one, one thousandth of a slice because I can dominate that. Wait, wait, what? That one, one thousandth of a, you're going to go hard for that one, that little, you have all this to the left, all this to the right, all this in front of you. And not to mention the creative abilities that you have. And you just want to lock it down, close it out, time done. And you're just going to stay. Why? How come? Thoroughness is talking about being in the fullness of the exchange. Mm. Where the subjectiveness, remember I said, don't go just what's in your head because now it's subjective. Mm. Now, now we can't we can't reach you because you're only gonna talk to me based on the experience you've had. And there's nothing wrong. There's beauty in that experience as long as you're clear that that's not the only thing Mm. that goes on. That's not the only option. And that's not the only thing that can be experienced again. Thoroughness says, I have experienced this. But, but it's a beautiful three-letter word. We'll have to have a whole conversation about that in one day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that is not the only way this can go for me, for my best and highest good, for the best and highest good of whatever, my business, for the best and highest good of my health, for the best and highest good of the maintenance of what I have, or for the best and highest good of knowing when to let go and how to let go to make room for my increase Mm. and for my growth. Thoroughness says, I am open. I am allowing myself to receive. Subjective says, I've already done it. I've been around the block. I'm an expert. I have 17 degrees. Not that it's awesome to have all that paper. It's very nice. But <laughs> don't get locked into it, mm. right? Don't get locked into it. I have all this, I have all this expertise, so I know. What, you, what you're going to find out is that even the experts have things that they don't know in their field. That's the nature of how God made things. Mm. Man would take things and go like this, right? Hold it. I got it. Where God says, okay, you got it. But now look at what can come from what you have have look how much more you can have you see what that does you had this one thing you opened up and then you opened up and found that there's more that's the thoroughness because you don't close down on the subjectiveness of your one thing giving yourself nothing to you have nowhere to link there's nothing to there's not if something wants to come and link up with you you don't you have no allowance you can't until you start to open up to just to play with the thought that there could be more to this thing here. That's why science gets all crazy. Ah, the brain, the brain. They still can't figure out the brain. It will be a while. It's not fun to figure out. But you know, let them play. It's good for the, It's good for us humans to play. It's 
good but to find out that there's so much more we don't know about this old thing. Yeah. We've worked on the brain for a long time. I love that. <laughs> you know, as humans, you are a human. Sorry. No, no, sorry, go ahead. Yes. No, no, please. no, no go ahead. Um, so it, it, as you as you described, you know, the way the way you can be open and you know, whatever you've earned and done in your life is still an experience of the past. So, you know, our listeners out there um, and people who are watching and viewers, um, you know, it's all of these stories are like fun for them to, you know, validate or otherwise understand the concepts that are probably relatively new to them in this conversation. So as a human, have you, can you pick one uh, obstacle that you overcame uh, that was a challenge for you and then it just fostered more of this learning that you've been, that you've been, you know, sharing with the world. Sure. Uh, I know that this is about bold conscious leaders. So would you like to me to pick one from my quote unquote traditional career, or would you like me to pick one from my health? Where would you like me to go? Whichever you, whichever it's up to you. It's about, it's a, it was a significant challenge that you overcame. And then you learned something as a human that, pl- that actually played into all things beautiful blog that you are and you know and 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 communicating in in ways that you know that is so with the super conscious if you will okay i can do that i used to run away from being called a teacher i used to loathe it mm. <clears throat> loathe it <It's... laughs> it wasn't for me right? no i'm not teaching no, i'm not teaching um <clears throat> and uh I always, always sort to get it. And this is from high school. <laughs> because my grandmother would have us in these leadership positions to teach others. Or, you know, community service was great. But then you want me to teach, what? No. No, let somebody else do it. I'll, I'll be behind the scenes. I'll get the stuff. I'll get the materials. I'll help plan. But no, 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 no. So I had gotten married and it was, I had gotten married based on pride and ego. And I was in a space where I woke up one day and I was very unhappy with my reflection. And that was alarming for me because I never disliked myself, ever. And that day was a day I got up, I was in the mirror, just you know, going through the regular routine. You get up, you go to the bathroom, you do that, you're in I saw my reflection in the mirror and it was complete disdain. I was scared. I didn't know what to do. Who doesn't like me? I don't like me? What is that? Is this real? And now I'm in the mirror. Like I'm in the mirror and I'm looking and I'm like all this venom. Like I can't stand myself. I hate me. I'm like, oh! like I was, I'm telling you, I was alarmed. I was frightened. I had thoughts in that moment of how to hurt myself. I've, I've gone through some amazing things up until that point, but I have never at one point disliked me, hated myself or ever thought of a thought that would suggest me harming me. So I don't need to tell you, I was on full alarm, losing whatever was left of my non-right mind because, because that was a non-right mind. And I said, I have to go. And so I, I took a shower and I, I started saying my psalm. What psalm was it? The Our Father. It was the Our Father prayer, but then I moved over to the Lord's My Shepherd psalm. Mm. 
and I got out the shower. I got myself dressed. I looked in the mirror to check and see where I was, and I was still like <clears throat> at myself. I said, like, "Oh!" I got out. I got out that house. I got my daughter. I got my daughter and myself, and I got out that house. And I went back to my nana, and I told her, "This is what I'm feeling. Something is wrong. I don't understand." And so she says, "It's going to be okay." And I said, "I don't know." And I cried and I'm not a crier. Anyone that knows me knows I don't, I, I can't stand crying. I can't, can't I don't like it. I don't like it. But I started crying, 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 crying. And the weight of the grief made my chest feel like it was about to cave in. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I, I had to fight through it go through it and it was painful it felt heavy in my body like I could shake but because of the pressure it would probably only come out like a but meanwhile inside was violent tremors but you couldn't see it but my grandmother knew and so she stood there and she prayed you know while I was on the bed you know my daughter was there and she was little so it wasn't much to do and I cried for a long time. It felt like forever for me because I'm a non, I don't like crying. So, you know, it could have been the five minutes, but trust, it was longer than five minutes. But I'm saying, because I just stayed crying so much, it could have been five minutes. Like I felt, it was like a whole month. But yeah, it was fine for a long time. Eyes looking crazy, red and bananas. And uh, when I finally finished, there was no sound in my voice. No sound. And then I said, okay. I release it. What had happened, you guys, was I put myself with my ego and my pride in a situation that I should not have been in. Mm. And I was determined to stay in it for ego and pride. Mm. It was tearing me up because I left my heart and my body. I already know the body's not made to go do thousands of years, not this one body. And my body was wearing it. And so I was in a space where the dislike, the hate, the disdain now turned itself and looked at me, was like, we're coming for you. Because I set it up like that. Mm -hmm. when, I left, when I left what I know is the right thing to go do the thing that's not best for me. So when I came to that realization, I said, I can't stay in this marriage. And when I got that sentence, I can't stay in this marriage. I was myself. My chest wasn't hurting. My head wasn't banging. My eyes weren't like, because I felt like I had needles in my eyes. It was extremely painful. I was able to take water because all before that, my grandma told me drink water, drink water, drink water, and it would just come right back. <laughs> it would just come right out. And I was able to hold some water. And I realized I've done you a big disservice. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I will never, I will never do that again. I will never do that again. So I started all the preliminaries to, you know, say, sorry, I'm, 
this this isn't this isn't right for me. I'm sorry for the role I played. I'm sorry for the things I that I did. Because even when I was getting married on that day, three events were taking place that would make the person that is in the good spot, right mind, being left from the heart, say, "Oh no, sorry, this can't happen." My mother got into a car accident on her way to the mm. place. Mm. Hello. Um, I had a fight with my dad at the table right after we said vows. How? Why? What happened? Mm. I felt some of my family, my dad. Why? Because it just wasn't supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to, and I forced it because we can with free will, right? You, we can do anything, and that's no lie. Anything you want to do, you can do it. God says, go ahead, you have a free will. Now, if it's right for you, you will come to find out you will come to find out. And if you are courageous enough to hear the truth, then you can be bold enough to make the step that will set you on the correct trajectory, not to work against yourself. Yeah. I had to go through that. It took me 36 months, three years. Mm. It could have taken me a lifetime. I'm just grateful I got there. Yes, yes. Then working against yourself. I mean, I know, you know, we're sitting here. We were certainly, I know I could think of multiple examples in the now <laughs> that I'm working through with your help um, of, of what it feels like, what it looks like when we are working against ourselves. And actually, we just had a, a call about this with our clients uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, Anytime there's uncertainty, we're in the middle of navigating through spaces that are unknown. Like, for example, this current world we're all sharing in together right now, the current situation um, with COVID, with all the shifts in business and corporate structures and, you know, people sort of not sure or maybe not having the clarity what to expect with the rest of the year this and that you know it's 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 not unusual to f move through like in that space of not knowing or not feeling secure not having the foundation to create create that suffering to work against yourself um what advice would you give someone who is navigating through those types of uncertainties today? How would they recognize that they are perhaps working against themselves? If you find that you're coming against stumbling blocks at every turn, that's, that is God, that is your answer. Those are, or whatever you want to call it, I don't care what you want to call it. Whoever you want to, whoever you're fond of, whoever you believe in spiritually, these are, these are those beings saying to you, Hold on. Stop. Pay attention. They're calling to you. Because what they cannot do is supersede your free will. Mm. That's not allowed. Oh, but God knows. So since God knows everything, then I should be able to. No, that's not how this works. You have free will to do this thing as you will if you are not going to include 
that which is greater into your understanding of how to move, that you can't start lashing out and saying, God doesn't exist. You can't say that because God says it's okay. This doesn't work. I don't know what to do. You're innately built with a compass on what, what to do. If you find that you don't, I can't hear, I can't hear my heart, I can't hear them because it's a block, because you've trained yourself. We have habits, right? We know that human beings, we are creatures of habit, and we train ourselves mm -hmm. to do, respond, react in certain ways. We train ourselves to discount, discount the heart. Don't listen to your heart, listen to your head. Don't be silly. Don't be foolish. Don't be dumb. I mean, we've actually gotten that type of advice and mentorship, you know, and that wasn't unusual for me to hear when I was first starting out to hear it from my mentors, you know, don't be so emotional or don't, you know, remember to lead with logic. So it's actually, especially I think um, for women, there's so, I think that's shifting now. There's more conversation um, that is shifting that's allowing for more of what you're talking about. But I know 20 years ago when I was first starting out in my leadership roles, I was rewarded or perhaps penalized based on how, quote unquote, emotional my leadership was. Right. So going back to the question that you asked me, what would I tell them? I'm, saying, I'm telling you, look at where you have repeat obstacles. Like, turn out the turn. Like you turn one. Boom, another. And then another. Wait, this is the non-scenes language of screaming at you. Wait, W-A-I-T. Wait, wait. Every single thing that we're going to walk up into has been designed from places that you don't see, that you cannot see in the physical realm. Yes. So when you're hitting obstacle obstacle it's not to piss you off it's not to tell you you can't you won't it's never going to happen it's to say wait we see you we hear you we have a way for you to go that's going to be less tumultuous less straining on you for your better not to harm you not for your worse but for the betterment but we can't hear it because what you're going to say, who, who's, who told you? Oh, I don't know where I heard it from. I don't know. My gut? I don't know. What? Your gut? What? You know how much money we have riding on this? about your gut. Yes, I'm talking about my gut. And they said, no, right? They said, wait. Wait is a wait. So we're going to wait. How long? Relax. Relax. Right. So it's easy to say. Right. So it's easy to say. No, it's not. It's not easy to say. It's not easy to say. It's not easy to say when you have people coming to you and saying, uh, Dr. Harris is so and so, -and so or Claudia, so and so and so. And I look at them and I hear everything I have to say going for 50 minutes and I'm just still listening. And I say, OK, um, you have to wait. They say like they, they've just written like a dissertation talking to me and I come back and say. You got to wait. They're looking at me like, is she serious? I'm, I'm serious because the folks are not going to tell you wrong. God's not going to steer you wrong. You might steer yourself wrong. Mm. 
the nice analysis with the statistics, they might tell you wrong. How come? But that's not wrong. They're right. That's right for what they're looking at. We're talking about you and now for you and what you have in this vision of your third eye, your left eye, your right eye, your creativity in that subconscious, the images that are held that you hold. If you can vision this thing with your third eye, your left eye and your right eye, it's called the law of prosperity, right? So what, what do we tell them when it's like, well, I don't, I don't know, how, how do I stop myself from self-sabotage, right? That's the term that people like to use nowadays, self-sabotage. We just call it listening to enemy thoughts. <laughs> yes, because if it's against the love of God for you, ah, it's a foe. And that's really basic for us over here. But, you know, human beings, we like titles. I laugh. I said, because, you know, we are humans and we are title whores. We have to have a title for everything. Well, what's your title? And what's your title? Relax about the title. Let's get to the goods of getting the work done. You can fuss and make up a title. Whatever you want to call it. We really don't. I don't care. The folks don't care. God really doesn't care. Just as long as you understand you have help in all the places where you need it. Already. Oh, I need to forge this new way. Well, if you feel you must, free will, go ahead. Now, when you're done with that free will, we'll be here yeah. as we do wait on waiting on you. <laughs> we hear we hear that all the time. I just want to figure this out on my own, or I just want to know that I can go at it on my own and uh <laughs> you know as coaches as coaches we're like because how long have you known and what how much time has passed by and why has nothing changed <laughs> um so i that's that's so funny that you're saying that because it, there is one of the the false the false beliefs that many of us would like to hold on to and not let go of is this idea that we have to prove ourselves. Why? Why do we feel that we have to prove ourselves or we have to earn it or we have to, you know, no pain, no gain, you know? And it, it's like one of those things that get in the way of people really getting the help and the support and um, the resources that's readily available out there, like, like you were saying in the beginning, um, there's so much available to us should we choose to be thorough about recognizing it and receiving. Right. right. The, the job that we have is to be a good receiver. Mm. And I know that might sound very foreign. Well, I was going to say, following up on the all the things you said and then Trisha's follow-up, you know, ultimately everybody wants to know, how do you do this? How do you do this? Give me one little something that I can well, do I, this. First of all, it's about listening. And right. you can't get to the listening before you can get to the seeing, right? Yep. Because then you'll count what you hear. Mm -hmm. If you're going to discount what you hear, then me telling you to listen is, is, for, is for naught. Yep. Listen for what and for why. So if you do the mirror exercise that we started in yeah. the beginning of the call, it'll give you a why, a functional because why. This is why. If you felt what you felt, because you're going to feel something in that mirror, I'm not even concerned about what you're going to feel. I know what you're going to get if you do what I asked you to do. Go in that mirror, look at your pupils, and when you are looking directly in your pupils, you just sit there or stand there and keep looking. 
I can't wait to try that. I'm gonna do that. I used to do that as a kid. Someone told me to do that. I swear. Oh, I. But it's been a while. I, I definitely have memories of doing that as a kid, but that might be out of vanity. Yeah. I'm not sure I was looking. <laughs> I'm not sure I was looking for my pupils. Well, <laughs> so. I, I was, and the three things you mentioned about that is like, oh my god, I haven't done this. I should be doing more of this. You know, but that's it, it's just one simple thing, and that it can start connecting. It's very, it's very simple. It, it listen. It does what I said to you is exactly what it does. It says to your spiritual being and all the other parts of you that allows you to do this life that you're doing. It mm. says he's ready. She's ready. They're ready to meet with us, to incorporate us in how they are. You sure they're ready? To, they're ready. Mm. They're ready? Yes. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. And then you'll you'll have a bunch of emotions. Some of you might start laughing from whatever. You don't know why, but you're laughing. Some of you might cry. Some of you might get angry, annoyed, might become like a little agitated. Why? Because these are things that are coming up that they're saying, okay, you're you're coming. And we need to work on this area. They're going to bring, they'll meet you where you are clearly because nobody's looking at their mirror like that close on an everyday basis. And you're saying, okay, hi, I'm looking. And they're, they're not going to leave you because they're a part of you. They're you in another form that houses, that's being housed in this physical presentation of who you believe you are. There's so much more to you and that they're going to walk you through. You don't have to do anything else but this exercise and then you'll start to hear. Mm. They'll bring up things that you might not, like, oh, why is this happening? Stupid exercise. Don't call it stupid exercise. This is a healing process and it's going to unfold and unlock things that if you go through it, like my example to you, when I realized I got to get out of here, I can't stay here. This is not a good space for me. And when I got to a point within my right mind, led by my heart, and said, Claudia, you did all this for all these reasons that were outside of who you are and who you've been. You stepped out of you and moved into the space of being without us. And this is where you are. And I had to be bold enough to stay in the heavy heaving, feeling like, 50,000 pounds were collapsing on top of me nonstop. Like somebody's stabbing my eyes and fighting for my breath before I can come to sense where this marriage, I can't stand. Right? Once I got clear on that, everything just seemed to lift one at a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. You have to be able to go through it. Mm-hmm. In the going through the thing, you find that that's the release that allows your increase, that allows for expansion. Who knows where I would have been if I didn't take that step and go through the uncomfortableness, the horribleness, the scariness of it? Where would I be? I wouldn't be with you probably now. I probably would have never gotten and did my PhD. I probably would have never did a lot of things. I'd probably be someplace else in some corner somewhere shaking, being drugged up to manage life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, you know. I love that you talked about you got to go through it. Um, and, and Claudia, can you speak? I know we're, we're, <laughs> we're, 
past our normal amount of time that we've allotted what is normal oh, anyway we um so we just want to check in and see where you're at if you have a little bit more time um because you you did say something about you have to go through it and this is this is something that raju and i have been working with um for the past year and a half that we've started um working together is this idea that you know there's so much value and healing and blessings that can happen when you allow yourself to feel the full range of emotions that when you don't reject the negative emotions that come up or the challenging moments when you don't turn away from them and you know suppress it or perhaps cover it up with cotton candy like bubblegum stuff which actually um you know, that was one of the things that I did for so many years and I got really good at it. And um, I know like that's something that we in the past like year were like, all right, there's gold in in the negative emotions. Um, You know, can you speak a little bit more about that? Because I feel like there's in this conversation, there's so many voices and so many ideas out there where people are just like be positive fix your mindset you know and people are just pushing you to feel good smile at everything um you know focus on the positive what is the danger in that i think you did this to me on purpose i think you did this to me on purpose we will never get off this call no I'm going to see if I can, yeah, let me see. The folks and I, I have so much to uh, offer in, in this regard. Um, it really needs to be something we, we start fresh. But within the interest of time, these emotions, these things people call, oh, it's negative. Oh, it's fine. Please, please, uh, go tread lightly. Please tread lightly. Because the thing that you're classing, judging, condemning even, you don't know much about. You don't know the ideology of the thing. If you're classing it as something that you need to stay away from, Mm -hmm. then you don't know the ideology of this thing. Mm -hmm. If you're of the mindset that every experience that you experience is put in place for you to grow as in learn a lesson, the complete lesson, not a part of the lesson and then go, or some portion of the lesson and duck down and hope it passes you so you're dodging it, then you will come to understand the beauty of an anger, the beauty in a, I was envious of. The beauty of, I see him and that makes me jealous. Because now, if you are living in the fullness of this experience, the question that you ask yourself, when you come to the point where I'm angry, I'm envious, I'm jealous, why? Hmm. I have a why series that I walk people through because it's essential to uncovering the truth, not subjective truth. I'm not interested in anyone's subjective anything. I'm interested in you coming to be aligned with the truth, partnering with the truth. 
as per if you drop dead today and leave your physical form and your beautiful spiritual being goes wherever it's going to go according to God's design, that you and God are on the same understanding that this is the reason I moved this way and not because, well, I was so angry and my mom didn't tell me and my brother didn't and my husband didn't and my wife didn't and my son. No. We would like to know what's your why. I'm angry. Why? Because they say things that hurt my feelings. Why? Because it, it makes me feel less than. Why? And once you go through all this, I'm going to speed forward. The, what you find out about the reason that you were envious, you were angry, you were whatever, you were sad, you were depressed, is because you, you, felt that you, you, were less than because you didn't value you. Oh, oh, what? It's my fault? No, no, no. Nobody's blaming you. We're uncovering how it comes to be, how it morphs and looks like something else so that you can look at it and feel okay about it. Mm -hmm. Running away from it doesn't stop it from happening again. Mm -hmm. Running away from it doesn't stop it from being in your field of influence. Running away from it and saying, I'm only gonna be positive. Well, how do you get a chance to be positive as a fraud? <laughs> you wanna be positive living a lie. Right. Huh? <laughs> you know you're sad. It's okay to be sad as long as you're not trying to cover up that you're sad. It's okay to say to somebody, I don't feel like having this conversation because I am grossly sad and I don't know why. Yes, get that out. Let it out. That level of subjective truth is necessary to help you move through and get to the truth. Yes. And not sit in this subjective corner and say, well, you know, that's just my way. What? what are you What's your way? Obviously, you don't know who you are, but that's okay. If you're inquisitive enough, we can point you in the direction so that you can become a little bit curious about who you are. Mm. And then you won't be so quick to short yourself on the experience of moving wow. through. The lesson keeps coming, right? Yes. You're not going to be angry again. You're not going to never be sad again, right? You're not going to never not have joy again. So obviously these things are built in to support something for you. You know, just in all the things you just said, I hearken back to some of the stories that I've been through when I had the biggest changes in my life, like a divorce, like you were describing. Ultimately, it was fessing up to the fact that I was angry, I was upset and all of that. And until you pass through that, you can't come out of it. And so it was when you make that decision to face it as is and, and not linger in it for five or seven years, you know, you're, there's no freedom in that. So how many truths of are our listeners, for instance, are they living that are already lies and they're not truths, right? So amazing wisdom there. Oh, my God. It's like we could just talk to you forever. Yeah, we're going to have to bring you back for sure. We're going to have to do another part and maybe the next episode could be about the powerful three-letter words, your favorite three-letter words, because I think there's so much value in yeah, those three-letter words. Yes. So, yeah, every every encounter we have with you or rendezvous we have with you, we, we never take for granted, and learning never stops. And we know that it's such a co-creative process. Our audience, I'm sure, 
loving probably want more of you for sure and so we really appreciate you and your presence here thank you i appreciate bold consciousness i appreciate everything that you guys are doing i'm so grateful that you guys took the time to follow your hearts i know it has not been easy but i'm glad you're staying in it with your heart with your heart doing the lead with your mouth speaking your truth in the moment of now giving mm. your voice a chance to be voiced because you're supposed to be heard right and I'm proud of the two of you and all those that are listening that are well in tune with the fact that this is a tool. You guys are a tool to support them in their own expansion and their mm. own increase through releasing more and more. Right. Mm. I'm just proud of that for tapping in. I'm proud of you all for staying steady, <laughs> you know, so to you all. Yeah. And we, we continue to to work at it, you know, because like we know, we never arrive. So it's a practice. It's a moment to moment. Mm. Um, you it know, is. one of the days last week we were saying, we're like, I think we had the lowest of the lows and the highest <laughs> of the highs today. And it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that yeah. when when you can um, when you can give yourself permission to um, express yourself and maybe it doesn't come out all perfectly and it mm. sounds all crazy and the other person's like what but I think if you can if you can practice we didn't really say the word compassion today but we talked a lot about like you said staying connected to your heart you know through what we practice with your teachings you know because we do join the um we do we join or we listen to the daily prayer calls we really it it's helped us be able to stand in our space to do the work that we're doing uh because we are we we have we have the prayer call we're using the prayer call as our tool really to help us you know daily you know doing this work and and we always say we always say like you know, for pe for people listening who are other coaches as well, or, or people who facilitate growth for others, um, you know, your conviction to be able to do this work and to um, be that stand for the person in front of you to do the work is a it's gonna be in correlation to you doing the work. This yes. is what we're talking about today. Everything that's come out. This is the work that makes the coaching work work. This yes. is or any pursuit that you have in your life yeah. make it work. If you're helping others and you're influencing others or impacting others in a in a way to serve, I mean, what else is there? I mean, really? Because we can't do it on our own. Mm. And so, you know, Claudia, everything you shared with us about we shared with us today is really about us tapping into. Yeah you know, something greater, uh, the I am within us that really is um, what is going to, you know, support us, hold us, the place where we can rest. I mean, it's just, um, it's just so fulfilling to be able to have mm. you here and, you know, to put this conversation out there. So, exactly. I'm so grateful that I could be a support Mm -hmm. And you all can call on me whenever I am always open to come back to support 
what you all are doing. I believe in the mission that you have. And um, yes, anytime, anytime. Wonderful. Okay. Well, we've really enjoyed this. Indeed. You know, we, we, we also asked this one question before people people leave this uh, yeah. this uh, platform here. In the context of what we talked about in terms of our audience and all the things that they need to do, and we are always doing this process of uh, this work of tapping into ourselves to, to expand and our perspectives. In this conversation today, what discoveries might you have had today in what, this in this hour what discoveries might you have had or maybe maybe some new things that you might have picked up in this conversation if any well it's always something so i learned in this moment with you all the power of openness mm-hmm. you were open and having me come on i was open with having you i don't know who's listening watching but their openness is coming through because of how my conversation has been directed and there's a lot of being open that openness is an expanding into releasing oneself from notions that never really fit in the first place so it was it has been if to me being on the call with the two of you because the openness that's coming through, the vibrations, right? The energy that we're not seeing that's happening with us, the listeners, the viewers, you, me, us, is allowing me to give out the things based on the need. Even though we don't have anybody hitting us with Zoom questions, can you say this, <laughs> can you say that, can you ask for that? It's not coming in that way, but the energy is coming and saying, support their willingness to stay open. Hmm. So that's in this connecting with you about being open. So thank you for that. And I'll just say it reminds me of my mother when she said, you know, when we cook, if you're a cook like I am, you don't know who's going to eat that food. You're not making that's- it for you or this or that. It just you just never know who's going to eat it. You're right. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wonderful. I'm sure we'll have you back, part two. Absolutely. <laughs> stay Absolutely. tuned. Stay tuned, stay tuned everybody. Stay close. Yes. Yes. Take care. Take care. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if so, make sure to subscribe, download, and share it with your sphere of influence. You know, we bring a variety of topics to you, and it's like a masterclass for those topics, and it's all free. So take a screenshot, share it on your social media, and add the hashtag Bold Conscious Connections so that we can find you, see you, maybe say hello. And if you want to deep dive into some of the topics that we bring to you, uh, find us at www.livemasterminds.com and get to know us. Take care.